As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Swedenborgian online community, your affirming interfaith community, hoping to uplift you wherever you're at and uplift our world uh, with justice and love and wisdom. Uh, Swedenborgianism is an interfaith mystical Christianity founded in the belief that God speaks to everyone, illuminates all hearts as much as each person allows her to, and that there are many ways into the heavenly city, as it's described in Revelation, gates on every side with people streaming in. So we welcome you, no matter your beliefs. Um, again, we hope to support you, no matter your walk. Uh, we're not here to judge, but we do think some uh, healthy habits are, are good, Uh, leaning into health spiritually is good, psychologically, uh, physically, of course, is wonderful. And so let us help each other find better ways uh, to be healthy in this world and receive insight from God, uh, the divine personhood that is with each of us, no matter what we call her. Now, today we are reflecting on uh, a message entitled, Don't Be Distracted, from meditative growth. Truly, as I think we'll find as we explore a little bit of scripture today, um, God hopes to connect with us in a peaceful place, uplifting our spirit, uplifting our health. Um, and so let us hear our scripture for the day. Luke 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part which will not 
be taken away from her. May the Lord, the Lady, add a blessing to the reading, understanding, and living of her word. Now, today's scripture is a scripture that most of us probably already know, if you've spent any time at church. And that's the story of Martha and Mary and their, their visit from Christ. Now, I don't believe this is a Mary we've met before. This is a new Mary. And Martha invites Christ to sit with them, to come into their home and visit. Now, as we heard today, as he's there and is sharing his wisdom, as the Lord does in every moment of our lives, Mary sits at her, his feet and listens while Martha is busy with many tasks. Now, just giving Martha the benefit of the doubt, I'm sure these tasks probably relate to the Lord showing up at her house. Uh, we had some guests this week, Alyssa and I, uh, Chrissy, Alyssa's sister, uh, greetings, and Mitchell, uh, her son, and I can attest, uh, being Martha is maybe what we all uh, come back to when we have guests, at least as far as I'm concerned. It, it's hard not to be distracted when you have guests. It's hard not to be like Martha. Guests at home, guests at church. And yet, the Lord asks us to center ourselves and listen like Mary instead of being drawn away from his peaceful countenance. And when Martha complains, actually, about Mary attentively listening, he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Let us reflect on that just for a moment in our meditative theme today, thinking about how we might be at the Lord's feet at this very moment, how He may be calling us into a greater reflection and connection with Him and other people. So as I said, I think it's easy to identify with Martha, at least as far as I'm concerned. And I think it goes even deeper than that. It's easy to really be Martha in every aspect of our lives, whether or not there's a guest in the house. And this scripture, I think, highlights this. It emphasizes that we can often be distracted in every moment. Scripture, as Many of you know, coming to this church, being interested in Swedenborg, tends to have a deeper meaning, tends to have a parable nature. Just as it said about Jesus Christ, who supposedly always spoke in parable, our Gospels tell us, Emmanuel Swedenborg, the unintentional namesake of our church, uh, believed that all of Scripture was like that kind of parable. All of Scripture, if it's truly what it claims to be, is Christ speaking. It's God telling us a tale for our own 
spiritual growth, our own spiritual development. I think that's true in our story today, of course. God calls on us to sit at her feet and stay connected, pay attention. And just as scripture tells us, we are actually called to do this all the time. As Psalm 1 said earlier in our message, but the person whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. So, we're called to this, but why? You know, Scripture asks us quite a bit to change and transform our hearts, our living. Sometimes we can ignore that, we can make it about something else in Scripture. And yet, really, the message that Christ repeated again and again was, be loving, stop judging. The stranger, the Samaritan, may be the neighbor that you're called to be. It is not just about what you think is the right way. It's about being loving. It's about supporting others and recognizing that we're all a little bit of Martha and a little bit of Mary. And we're called to do this for our own sake, for our own health and joy, our, our gratitude, but also for others. We look around today and we see injustices left and right. We see horrors beneath the surface. Many people are oppressed. We are each oppressed in different ways, and we may be oppressed by an oppressive spirit of domination and selfishness. So how do we allow this call to connect with God, transform those things as it says we should? Well, I think the answer takes many forms. We each have our own spiritual practices or something akin to it. We may not know it's a spiritual practice. Our own meditative mindsets, our own things that distract, pull us into the moment in a way that actually helps center us, away from worse distractions, from bad habits, from oppressive mindsets. But I think all the answers that Scripture tends to provide center on a type of holy meditation, centeredness in divinity and all her qualities. God is all goodness. You may meet someone who connects with God in a way that you can't quite suss out. They use words that are new to you. Maybe they're speaking in an entirely different language, using Allah for God, talking about the universe being deeply providential. And yet, I think each of us have a semblance of connection with divinity that we're called to call forth in each other, to support in each other, and in ourselves. Meditation is a type of listening to God, of allowing the Prince of Peace to be more manifest in our minds. And I think that's why there's so many benefits 
It's a meditation. We may think it's a secular thing, this focus on meditation, or maybe something from the East, although nowadays I think we've all warmed up to the idea of meditation. But the studies that have come out about it are tremendous. They're they're mind-blowing, truly. Meditation helps relieve stress, of course, helps us to find more joy in our everyday life, and actually also reduces our inflammation, reduces our destructive tendencies, our judgmental and oppressive attitudes. It's, it's beautiful. And in fact, meditation is uplifted not only in other traditions, but also in the Hebrew and Christian traditions and scriptures as well, as we heard earlier. But we also have scriptures that center on prayer, that center on the type of meditation that contemplation brings. And Emanuel Swedenborg, as I mentioned uh, before, the scientist turned mystical thinker and publisher who didn't know he would start a church, but instead just wanted to help breathe a little bit more health into Christianity, into spirituality. He was a huge proponent of meditation and contemplation. He wrote about it quite a bit. He often talks about, I was in meditation and I had this vision. Yeah, he was a mystic. He was a visionary. He believed the Lord opened his spiritual eyes to help him understand the deeper sense of scripture better, the deeper workings of life better. And for him, meditation tended to be centered on breath work, hearing, feeling, your breathing, and contemplative reflection on a topic, maybe even a topic like meditation, connecting with God in every moment. I think to change ourselves, to change myself as far as I can tell, meditation is needed. Meditative living is actually called for. Often we hit hard barriers in our life, practices that we don't feel can be changed, even if we know, we recognize the destructiveness in it. Often we feel like there's no hope for transformation. And I think that is where scripture, where our sources of wisdom come in, inviting us to pray, to contemplate, take things a little bit slower for ourselves, with other people. It's hard. The pressures of this life are pushing in another direction, pushing away from peace, quietude often. And yet, I think... Peace is that one thing that Christ says needs to be done. He says when confronted by Martha, why aren't you upset with Mary? Don't you care? She's not doing all these tasks. He says there's only one thing that's needed. He doesn't say it's because I'm here. He doesn't say because this is Sunday. He just says, point blank, There's only one 
thing that's needed. And Mary has chosen the better part. Often it's hard, but I think, again, there's a part of us that's Mary, there's a part of us that's Martha. Although we're called to change, we're also called to appreciate life within. That source of peace that gives us breath every moment, that inspires our step, our willingness to connect with each other every day, our willingness to support each other, and to foster a little more health, knowing that Mary, Martha, and Christ are within everyone. There is a divine spark in each of our lives as well. Inviting the Mary part of us we may be more aware of into a deeper awareness of that divinity. Inviting the Martha part into a greater embodiment of Mary. Swedenborg likes to relate all scripture to our eternal life. He would say a home is the mind. He would say, well, of course, there's a soul, spark of life, divinity in every heart. God's feet, yes, we all sit at God's feet. We're just at the beginning of our awareness of divinity. We will always be at God's feet. God is infinite and eternal. Let's recognize it. Let's have gratitude for it and joy and peace. It's easy to say, this is my job. I'm at work right now. I'm not distracted. I'm not, I'm, I'm centered. I'm, I'm taking my time to do my work, my tasks at hand. I think there could be a meditative breath there already. But I think there's always room for a little more, a little more ease. Being aware that even if we're at work, we're still at the feet of God. And God is still saying there's only need of one thing. Only need of one thing. I feel like the things that we're often distracted by are the things our world embodies. Fear, anxiety, anger, mistrust, othering, judgment, lust. But as Scripture tells us again and again in different ways, these things must pass and they will pass. And they can pass for us if we sit at the Lord's feet and listen to the words He speaks in every moment of our lives. We've been reflecting the last few weeks about that inner voice, about God's presence with us in different ways. And I guess today, reflecting on those messages the call that we saw in our scripture is to remember it more. To carry it forward in our own way. However, it's speaking to each of us for our sake, for our brothers and sisters' sake, and for 
our world. So let us take a moment, closing our eyes as we feel called, opening our hands in front of us, and taking a few deep breaths. God is with us always, inspiring our insight, our wisdom, inspiring our love, our greater appreciation for spiritual life and love. To see past surface beauty, past situational beauty and perfection, and see beauty of spirit within and within others. May we continue our meditative walk even with our eyes open, uplifting justice in the Lord and the world as we can. Amen. that spoke to you. I know it's, it's not the most obvious thing that we're always at the feet of divinity. And yet, I think we see glimmers of God in everything we see, in the details of all creation. We can be distracted from that beauty in any given moment, every given moment, let's be honest. And yet I think God is calling us to come to a place of meditative growth, come to a place where we can listen to divinity. Even when we're working, 
even when we really do have some tasks to do. Like right now for me, like any given day for, for most of us, we can still turn toward God, turn toward that divine presence in our home and our mind, and listen to the call to deeper health, more loving spirituality, wiser actions and intentions, and allow God to really live and share in our home. Now with that, let us turn toward a little bit of Swedenborgian music from Lori Turley as we start a prayerful posture of reflection.
for granted that we have no right to choose our hand While others have been born into a predetermined plan And who's to say what's right or wrong We all end up where we belong Looking for our Changing patterns every day Have we some basic instinct That we've lost or pushed away If we could open up to the true nature of our souls Would we know how to listen? Would we find a way to go? Dear Heavenly One, we turn to you, to the divine spark in a meditative mood, in a meditative countenance and understanding. We know that throughout your scriptures, the world over from Hebrew texts to Muslim, Quran, to traditions that we may never hear about, you call on us to turn towards you in a prayerful posture, a meditative leaning, so that we may receive more and more of your life in our life, so that we may have gratitude for what you provide the life that we already receive from you, just having more gratitude and joy for the beauty and uh, amazing gifts in our journey is a type of growth, God, a type of deeper reception of your awareness, of your joy and gratitude and love for all of creation. Thank you, God, for inspiring us. Thank you for the fact that each of us has our own point of view. We each approach things differently. We each interpret things differently. May we be able to hold space for others and their different beliefs. May we hold space for our own as we may grapple with many different things in our lives from trauma to misunderstanding to just feeling lost and unmeditative just feeling distracted. God, we thank you for 
bringing some awareness to our distraction. I know that I'm <laughs> quite the distracted person. I use work to be distracted. I use non-work. I use anything, really, God, to pull away from a prayerful, meditative posture. Thank you for bringing it to my attention, for helping me illuminate it, and helping all of us hopefully illuminate it and uplift it in each other. In your heavenly name we pray, no matter how we say it. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today, folks. And thanks uh, to those of you in the chat, see, especially uh, for sharing and your, your prayers. It's always nice to connect live with a few people. It's, it's a select group of us, I know. If you head over to SwedenborgenCommunity.org and find the Chatsy, you need a Chatsy account and all that jazz. But, you know, if you stick around, you won't be disappointed. Um, sometimes it's nice just to have a small group to reflect. And to the rest of you who catch us on our podcasting apps, who catch us on social media and YouTube, uh, thank you for connecting with us too, for sharing your thoughts in the comments and reaching out when you need it. Uh, you are part of our community, whatever you call yourself. Uh, and so, you know, go forth knowing that you're quite loved, taking meditative breaths, staying connected to your source and seeing that source in other people. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.